Welcome once again, Bears fans, to Bears Scat. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And we are super excited. <laughs> I mean, really. It's game week. Oh uh, my god, I'm loving it. It's back. We've got NFL football this week, so... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> How about it, man? We, we're finally here. I, uh... <laughs> Apologies to everyone for a couple extra days in between episodes, but we wanted to get our back on our regular season cadence, which is that we plan to have a new episode on Monday nights. Yes. So this is the first Monday night episode of the season. So we're previewing Bears-Packers, we're previewing a bunch of other stuff, but the first thing we're going to react to is that we haven't done an episode since the roster was finalized, and some interesting things happened. I think the most notable was the quarterback room. And yes. after a number of different maneuvers, they end up with a quarterback room of Fields, Bajent, and Peterman. All three are on the active roster. <laughs> they cut bait with P.J. Walker. Um, I guess that's where I want to start. What, what was your reaction to that? Well, I mean, uh, I wasn't real hype about bringing P.J. Walker in the first place. Yeah. Um, if you look at his uh, career numbers, they're not good. Uh, the To me, it was uh, it was pretty blatant that they had to keep Bajan. Um I am in the camp that I don't think he would have made it to the practice squad. I think he would have gotten snatched by another team. Uh, there's too many teams that have a dearth of quarterbacks in the NFL, and that kid showed a lot of poise. I, I really think that that was the thing that he showed more than anything. It's one thing to go out and perform against a, you know, a bunch of other you know, third-string, fourth-string guys, but he looked so poised and in command when he was on the field. Yeah, I agree with you. He, he earned it. I also don't think that he would have made it to the practice squad. I, I think with the new rules this year, there's enough teams that are going to keep three quarterbacks on the roster that I think somebody would have scooped him up. I, I just think he, he showed enough arm talent. And even if a team I don't think was going to be bringing him in as their QB2, I, I think he would have gotten scooped up as a QB3 just because you see the talent there. Yeah, and yeah. P.J. Walker, that was a complete just nothing. <laughs> you know, though, um, once again, Poles shows his um, – shows – that he is not afraid to address something that he feels is not the right situation and cut bait. And and that is something that we have suffered through uh, with the previous regime for, for seven years. Yeah, you're, you're right. And they do get some credit for that, but... I think it's also fair to question, I mean, why, why was he here in the first place? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's true. And, you know, you got to, um, we do have to allow some room for error. These guys, you know, uh, this is Paul's first job in the, in the big chair. This is uh, Flus's first job in the big chair. Uh, this is our offensive coordinator's first job in the big chair. So, um, you know, there, I, I'm, I do think that there's room for, for learning and, and we, we got to remember Poles has only been in charge for a year and a half. So it's not like he's an old veteran. Yeah. And Walker, I mean, he, he's won games in the league before. I mean, he beat Tom Brady last year. So like, <laughs> maybe they based it entirely on that I, a lot of, on the, on the net. A lot of people brought that up. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you could have expected him to show up and just be so bad that you can't even have him around. I mean, they, they just, apparently he didn't show anything in practice either. And, and yeah. we saw the preseason games and I, I'm a little surprised that they did release him. I, I thought that 
you probably could have still kept him over Peterman. Yeah. Just, just because, I mean, it's pretty likely now that one of Peterman or, or Bajan's going to start at least one game this year. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time the Bears had a quarterback play all 17 games? It, it, uh, it's been quite a while. I, I, I would guess... Um, I don't know, the 06 season? Yeah, so it's been some time. So just statistically, I mean, obviously we, we want Justin Fields to play every game, but just statistically, one of these guys is going to play, and they both might play. So yeah. I, I don't know that you feel great with either Peterman or Bajent starting an NFL game for you at this point. I, I don't know which one's officially going to be listed as the backup. I would assume Peterman, but they haven't said. But I don't think you'd really want either of them starting, but... Also, in a year like this, where it's not like the Bears have Super Bowl aspirations, maybe if Fields isn't out there, it's better for them to lose anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'd love to know what they're honestly thinking about that. But The most recent um, buzz, I, uh, the most recent information I read was uh, Flus was talking about the fact that, you know, uh, Peterman does have uh, some experience uh, playing in the NFL. So they probably were going to go with that. Bad experience. <laughs> bad, very bad experience. Um, and and I do understand what you're saying about, you know, why didn't they look at, uh, you know, moving Walker to uh, the practice squad. Maybe um, one one factor could be that Poles was like, you know, I want to I cut him so that he has an opportunity to go play for another team. Um, you know, that kind of stuff uh, it might not mean a lot to us. But it does to the players. They kind of they see that kind of thing, and I certainly think that Poles is doing what he can to generate an atmosphere that is invitational for for players to come play for the Bears. Yeah, I, like you said, these, this isn't Madden. Yeah, like, these are all humans with families, and yeah. like PJ Walker's got to move now. So if if you, you give him some extra time to get that figured out, like th- that human side of things does mean a lot in the locker room. I, I just am a little bummed that they wasted training camp with him as the backup and, and yeah. he, could, he couldn't play. I mean, I, I didn't understand why they got rid of Trevor Simeon. I thought he did an okay job last year, but I don't know. I, I, I think both things can be true. It was a bad signing, but I'm glad that they recognized it and, moved on as quickly as they could. P.J. Walker, I don't think... Has anyone picked him up? I haven't seen anybody signing him. I haven't seen anybody sign him yet either. And maybe he's maybe he's taking his time. I mean, you know? he, he got two million bucks. <laughs> well, yeah. He, he, he got he got two million dollars. And, um, you know, uh, somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he'll, he'll be on a team. Um, do you have any other observations from the final roster well i I just uh you know i did want to say also is that i mean we're also in in agreement that if if fields goes out the team is not going to do good anyway so um putting uh i I was happy that they kept the young talent uh with bajan um they they spotted him they grabbed him they decided to keep him um i think he looks like he could be a real player and it would be a heck of a coup to see the Bears actually have a good second quarterback on the yeah. on the roster. I'm not jumping ahead of myself. I'm just saying that that could happen. And well, when have we ever seen that happen? Yeah. So, and I, and I like it. Maybe you give him a year. You hope you don't have to use him. You let him get used to the NFL game speed. You let him learn the offense. And maybe next year you've just got. Uh, 
backup quarterback on a rookie deal that you wouldn't hate seeing out there. So right. that that's not the worst thing in the world. So and, and by the way, shout out to Chris. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Chris uh, has certainly pulled out the crystal ball there. Um, the crystal ball. Ah, <laughs> so what, anyway, see what, see what you did there. <laughs> um, so. Uh, uh, also on the roster, the thing that has bothered me the most by far uh, this offseason, Tevin Jenkins, without question. Um, I'm very disappointed uh, that for the third straight year, we're going into the season without a former second-round pick. Uh, you know, uh, you and I have both commented on the fact that at Oklahoma State, uh, he did have an injury history. Uh, you called out his back injury last year before anybody. Yeah. Uh, so um, was that last year or two years ago? That was two years. Two ago. years ago as a rookie. So you La- know, last year was that weird training camp. Oh, that. that that whole thing. Yeah. So um, you know, I it, it this is a player that they're not cutting bait with that they are holding on to that they do think at some level at least that he could be a starter. When do we see that? The question with him is availability. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed, too. It seems like they didn't really have a backup for him because the backup left guard for most of camp was Alex Leatherwood, who they cut. Yeah. So they have to trade a six-round pick for Dan Feeney. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. From Miami? So, Mullet man. All right. So I, <laughs> I, I guess that's your backup and Cody Whitehair I think is going to play left guard because he hurt his hand in camp so he can't snap so I think the starting offensive line is going to be Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis and Darnell Wright so I think I, mean, I think that's okay I don't think anybody out there not even Biggs uh, has a, a solid uh, has a solid handle on that. Well, because I think sounds like they like Feeney. I mean, obviously they traded for him, and he's got experience at center and guard, so he might be in the mix too. And I mean, Lucas Patrick missed pretty much all of camp with an injury. I think he's back practicing now, but and Kramer got hurt yeah, too. Kramer's out, so I mean, the the line is questionable right now, and it, it does stink with Jenkins getting hurt because I think he's probably the most talented person on the line. Maybe other than right, so well, I don't know. Uh, you know, our our my, my favorite Braxton yeah. Jones, he, he just keeps showing up. Freaking lunch lunch pail guy. Yeah, I think he was the only person in camp that didn't get hurt. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got that part of it figured out. But and you know, I, I, I'm using, I'm loading on on Jenkins because to me, uh, he's the epitome of this whole thing that is going on. There is. There is someone should be stepping up and saying, "Yeah, we understand that this can't happen. If you want to run an NFL organization, you can't be a week from uh, our first game, and we don't even know who are starting. F- the four of the five guys we don't know who are starting on the offensive line. That that doesn't work. Well, and also just the fact that not acceptable. They had." How much cap room? Yeah, and, and 
I, why didn't you just sign it more depth on yeah. the line? Just one year deals for guys, right? I mean, they, they certainly had some flexibility there. So, well, you and I, I think we're both uh, excited about the prospect of bringing in Orlando Brown and drafting a guy. Yeah, you know, and I mean, right now that would that's looking like that would have been a pretty good situation because even if we don't start him at left tackle, we could have moved him to right tackle and brought. Um, right in and, you know, put him at one of the guard spots. Yeah, I, I, I just am a little peeved by the fact that they had to make a trade that late in camp to, to get more depth. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe that guy ends up being a good player. I don't know. But. I don't care that it's a sixth-round pick. I care about it's a piece of resources that this team needs to hold on to, and they have to use it because they weren't they weren't prepared for what transpired. Yeah, they really weren't. And I mean just the and it's tough to prepare for the fact that every person on the line got hurt. How <laughs> does that happen? I don't know if that's on the coaching staff or, or what's going on there and for the what, sec- what's the conditioning? For the se- for the second year in a row you have your starting center hurt his hand in camp so that it's just I, I don't know. I mean I, I hope that a couple weeks from now we we've just forgotten about all of this. It sounds like, for the most part, they're pretty healthy going into week one, with the exception of Jenkins and the fact they had to move Whitehair to guard. But, yeah, there, there were just too many injuries in camp. I don't know whose fault that is, but fig- figure that out. Yeah, that, and now. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, that's un- it's unacceptable. When it comes right down to it, you and I enjoy the Bears. All, all the fans out there enjoy the Bears. But it's a product. It's entertainment. That's why we. That's why we watch it. It's for fun. These guys are professionals, right? This is their job. It's like, what is happening that you're not having these athletes prepared to go play the game? Right. That they're paid to play. I mean, that's what they do all day, every day. And so you know, what? Where's the disconnect? Well, Tevin Jenkins just. Uh, somehow strains both of his calves. I mean, just how do, how does that happen? So uh, you know, he, he, he like I said to me, he's a microcosm. He's the epitome of all of this. Um, it, it to me, he's been uh, you know why he has shown flashes of being a really good player. He's mostly a disappointment. Yeah. He's mostly a bust right now. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I think he's got a ton of talent, but he just hasn't been out there and. I think they've said that they're expecting him to miss the first month of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like, I, I don't know if we, like, I think that would put him back right in middle of October. But who knows with him? Because So, it's, so it's, maybe we're looking at he plays 13 games? Maybe. I, I, I would take the under. <laughs> I just, you, you, you just can't really rely on him. So, that, that's a big disappointment. Um I didn't have too much else with the rest of the roster. Vilas Jones ended up squeaking by again. Yeah, they're they're trying to make that work. Um, I don't really have a huge problem with that. It's not like they have a whole bunch of guys fighting for his spot anyway. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the receiving the, the the receiving core still needs a lot of work. We're very, I I think across the board, GJ Moore just became. You know, a true Chicago Bear. Uh, people are looking for big things from him, but really, from him down, what else do you have? We have Claypool, who we don't know. We have Mooney, who we do know a bit, but we don't know how he is now. Uh, I mean, everybody else is pretty much a question mark. Yeah, I agree. And it'd be one thing if 
the Bears were projected to win 13 games and were going to be competing for the Super Bowl and every roster spot mattered. But yeah. for a team that's still rebuilding, I don't really have a huge problem with them taking a roster spot to see if they can salvage this third-round pick. And right. It, it doesn't seem like they're going to have him on punt returns. They signed the guy from Cincinnati. So I think Velas is kick returner slash fifth receiver that maybe gets a couple plays drawn up for him per game and that that's a disappointment as a third round pick but if you can make it work maybe you, you build up his confidence a little bit and then you can involve him a bit more in the receiving game he did show some flashes towards the end of last season I know it's difficult to remember because the season was <laughs> in shambles at that point but there were some moments that you know you, you did see some improvement so I, I think the biggest thing with him is you just got to keep him away from the punt team, which it seems like they are, and yeah. we'll see. Maybe they can make that one work. Um, oh, one thing I did want to mention, <laughs> people are probably going to boo me for this, but um, that uh, Taylor kid that we got from Cincinnati, yeah. my prediction is that he has a fumble within the first three games. <laughs> oh, really? I, I haven't, I haven't in looked. In fact, I really think he's going to have a fumble in week one. Yeah. That, I don't think he's – I really question his ability. All right, I, I haven't looked him up at all, so I'll, I'll take your word on that one. Um, I didn't, uh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, – what, what do we have next? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's it for the roster. I didn't have much on the defense. I was bummed that Terrell Lewis didn't make the team. Oh, yeah. that's a, No, that's a good call. I was too. It just kind of shows you that all of this training camp stuff a lot of times is pretty meaningless. I mean – for the most part, these coaches know who's going to be on the roster, and even when a guy basically shows out all of camp, it seems like when they went to practice in Indianapolis, they saw a guy they liked more, and there you go. So Terrell Lewis, I really was rooting for him. I, I heard a couple interviews with him throughout camp. He seemed like a really likable guy, guy that's you know was was a third round pick that's just had tough injury luck. So I hope he catches on. Great size too, yeah, I, and length. I, yeah, a great athlete. I mean, he was third-round pick out of Bama, yeah. so talented player. I, I hope he catches on somewhere and does well. I, I was a little... Also, they kept Rasheem... Rasheem Green. <laughs> Rasheem Green. Yeah, he, he didn't do much in camp. I, I, I mean, he was a free agent signing, so... You know what I think of when I think of Rasheem Green? Yeah. Where exactly is he again? <laughs> Who who is he again? I I'm I'm willing to give him some time. I mean he he's been a good rotational pass rusher, but yeah I, I was surprised that they let Lewis go and for somebody that wasn't gonna or didn't make the Colts who aren't exactly a great defense. <laughs> so, I don't know. That, they're, they're not exactly powerhouse. That's right interesting, now. but I, I saw. It. I don't <laughs> think anybody claimed Lewis on waivers. So I don't know. I hope he catches on somewhere. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I had on the roster. I think most things shaked out pretty much as expected with the exception of what we just talked about. Right. So Okay, so, uh, Bears fans, we got a, a new segment that we're going to do. Um, I uh, was looking at uh, the, the quarterbacks this, uh, this season, and one of the things that uh, we're, we were just talking about, you know, we, we believe that this is – you know, a, a team game, but you still got to have a great player behind center to be the leader. And I think that is the thing that excites us the most about Fields is like we actually have a guy for the first time who truly seems like he's the leader of the team behind there. And he's promising as far as an athlete and a quarterback. So I, I thought we would go and rank out 
This is the Bears Scat ranking of weekly ranking of quarterbacks on how we feel that they're going to do this week. Yeah, so we we just are going to go through the NFC. Yep. And we're going to take a look at the quarterbacks that are playing or projected to play, projected to start, and we just kind of are going to do a quick ranking of 1 through 16. Just yep. kind of how we we see each one performing in their game this week. So this isn't like career milestones. This isn't who's going to be the best over the next 10 years. This is who we think is going to play well this week. So Correct. Um Who's we, number one? We each have our lists. Uh, I put Jalen Hurts at one. I also put Jalen Hurts <laughs> yeah. at number one. Uh, that's um, uh, also fantasy focus. That's a, obviously a good play. Um, I looked at his numbers from last uh, from last year, from week one, uh, also week uh, week seven, uh, 16, 17, and he's he he should have a good game. Yeah, tough matchup going to New England, but I, I think the Patriots are. Definitely at the lower point of their their dynasty, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And uh, apparently, another thing I learned too, just kind of prepping for the season, is Belichick is sometimes has struggled in his career against running quarterbacks. Mm. So it's a tough matchup. I debated a couple other guys at the one spot <laughs> this week, but I think Hertz is kind of there until he shows otherwise. So, I think so too. Uh, number two, I had Geno. Okay, so here we go. We're going to split. So go ahead with Gino. Well, I I just think the Rams are terrible. I do think the Rams are terrible. I I think Pete Carroll's a good coach. I I think Gino's going to have a a pretty easy time with that defense. I mean, the Rams might have the worst defense in the league. (laughs) I agree with all of that. They're playing at home. Uh, He's got a good team around him. Uh, I do think he builds off last year. Uh, I do have Gino at three. Okay. At nine, my number two, I have... Kirk Cousins ah. versus the Buccaneers. So we're switched. I had Cousins at three. Ah, there it is. So, okay. So Cousins, I like uh, this week. Uh, his numbers um, uh, against, uh, you know, weaker defenses like this. That's one of the things that's uh, kind of a, uh, a buzz about him. You know, he always does really well against teams that are not very good. And the Buccaneers stink. Yeah, they sure do. They, they've got some, some talent on defense still, but... They're awful. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, their offense is so bad. And the defense, I, I think, might be a little feisty. But I, I think the, the Cousins with Jefferson and Addison and Hawkinson, like they, they, they've got enough that I, I think they should fare pretty well against the Bucks. I, and if I, not, whoa. Yeah, if, if they struggle this week, that's a bad sign. So, <laughs> I, so I, I agree with, with Cousins high on the list. Sounds like our top three are, are pretty similar. So this is where I have a feeling you and I are going to start diverging more. So number number four, I put Goff. Okay, um, go ahead. So I I just I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be good, but not without Chris Jones, and it doesn't sound like Chris Jones is going to be out there. So I, I think that the Lions have a lot of talent on that offense, and I think Goff's going to be able to move the ball at Arrowhead. I, I don't think that they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to put up some points. So I. I uh... I like Goff this week as well. Um, I ended up putting him a little bit farther down than uh, I originally had him. I have him down at nine. Oh, okay. Uh, simply because uh, I like the Chiefs' offense so much. Yeah. I think uh, they do a good job of keeping the ball out of uh, Detroit's hands. Um, but uh, you're right. Not having Chris Jones out there, big deal. Uh, we'll have to see because, you know, the Lions are expected to have a pretty good offensive line, and I think that is for real. 
Uh, I think there there are maybe some uh, hype around the Lions this year, but I think there are some truly solid pieces there. At number four, I went with JF1. All right. I had him six. So uh, I think uh, I looked at uh, Fields' numbers versus the Packers last year. Uh, 27-36, 75%. Now, he did throw three picks, no touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, but he also did have two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. Now, I you got to remember, um, he, he the level, just the fact that DJ Moore is on the team is to me, completely changes the face of the offense um, drastically. It, it's it, it, These two are, are I, I believe, are going to be uh, like Abbott and Costello. You know what I mean? I, I think they're going to be uh, literally uh, lack peas and carrots. You know, so if, if that happens, um, while I do think the Packers have a very decent uh, defense and a very solid uh, secondary. Uh, I think that um, Field still uh, has a good game. Whether they win or not, mm, we'll, we'll get to the. We'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, I still think, as far as uh, as far as the numbers go, he has a good game. Yeah, I'm with you. I had Fields at six. I had Prescott at five. <laughs> we don't, I, I I don't think the Giants' defense is very good, but. I debated putting Fields higher. I agree. I think he has a good game, too. I, I think that there's definitely some people that are a bit down on Fields. I, I think that people tend to remember the negatives, and the Bears' offense in the last preseason game didn't look very good. So I think people are thinking that maybe he's not going to have as good of a year as we think he is. But I, I just think when the real games start and when he's able to – makeshift and get out of the pocket and to just take off when he needs to. I think he's just such a weapon that even if he isn't great at passing, I, I still think he's going to be a productive quarterback. And I think he has a good game this, this week. I don't know that it's going to be like great 400 yards and four touchdowns. But yeah. I think when you factor in throwing and running, I, I still think the bears are going to put up some points against the Packers. And I think fields is, is going to do well this week. So I, I had him at six. I could see an argument to go higher. I don't hate having him at four at all. Uh, at five, I went with Derek Carr versus oh, the Titans. I have him down. I've, so um, I liked Carr because I went and looked at his numbers. Um, he has a really pretty darn good supporting cast around him. Yeah. Uh, he is. They are playing at home. Uh, I don't like the Titans team at all. Uh, and I think that works to his advantage. Um, a lot of hype around that game uh, for the Saints themselves. Uh, I think that uh, they they work off of that. I think that that offense does well against uh, a weak defense. Um, uh, maybe he's a little bit high, but uh, I think kind of in that upper mid range. So I actually have Carr at eleven. Wow, I'm not a fan of his. <laughs> uh, I'm actually not a big fan of his either. I, I agree with you. The, the Saints do have good receivers. They're playing at home. That's a good home field advantage. I don't like the Titans, but I do think Vrabel's a really good coach, and I, I think that he's had a lot of time to come up with a game plan for this one. It wouldn't surprise me if that defense plays pretty well week one. And this is more, I, I think, the fact that I'm just down on the Saints. Yeah. Uh, Carr, I, I, I've learned, has struggled in his career when he's learning a new system. So maybe he's going to take some time. And I, I like Vrabel. I, I don't think the Titans are good, but Vrabel 
almost made the playoffs last year with Josh Dobbs. <laughs> who we're going to get to on this list. But That's right. Yeah, I've got Carr down. It wouldn't surprise me at all if he has a good week, though. I, I just have him further down my list. Who do you have at six? So I had Fields at six. So I, I went Goff four, Dak five, Fields six. And then I actually had Jordan Love at seven. Okay, so at six... I have Sam Howell yeah. versus the Cardinals. Oh, I have him at eight. Yeah. So um, I I went and looked at Sam Howell's numbers, and yeah, he's you know playing his very first NFL game. He has a heck of a cast around him. That Commanders team, I think, is underrated. Yeah. Uh, it, for one thing, their defense is going to do some serious demolishing of that. Weak, weak Cardinals team. Yeah. I think the Cardinals are going to have. They might as well put out a big sign that says "tank." Though they people talk about the Bears from last year, this is on a new level. Yeah. So um, that front seven, though, uh, of uh, uh, of the Commanders is deadly at the top at the highest levels, and so he's going to have quite a few opportunities. I do like the fact that he has um, good passing targets. And he does have running capability, very solid running capability. So uh, I think those two things uh, work out well for him. Yeah, and you, you look in the preseason too, and Rivera has been speaking very highly of him. People forget Sam Howell going into his senior year; at, he, he was the favorite to be the first overall pick. Right. So his, his senior year didn't go well. He got picked in the fifth round, I think. But he he was a legit prospect, and he's got talent. So. Um, I agree with you. I think he has a nice week, and that's aided by the fact that Arizona's just <laughs> they're, abys- they're awful, ab- abysmal. So I, I, I don't. I wouldn't be at all surprised if Sam Howell comes out and just throws for three touchdowns in this game and just has three hundred yards. And Agreed. Just like, like the Cardinals are just brutal, and, and Washington does have Washington's a, receiving core is. Among the best in the league. He's pretty good, yeah. I really like Dotson. Is is McLaurin gonna play? I, I he's No, the way I understand it is he is, but I you know, it, it could be one of those things that I think maybe goes up to game time or you know, just uh maybe Friday or I don't know. Yeah. I agree though. I had Sam Howell at eight. So I, I had him right behind Jordan Love. Um next I have, and you already touched on him, uh Dak Prescott. Yeah. Uh, I think Prescott uh, has a solid game. Um, I like that Giants defense a little bit. Uh, they are playing at home. Um, at 8, I have Daniel Jones. Yeah, I had him at 10. I was trying to decide, actually, which one to put higher. I'm not super hype on Prescott. I was really uh, disappointed with his last his season last year. And I don't think a lot of things have really changed for him that much. Other than like this kind of cloud of... Failure that's kind of hovering over him. It's now. always the Cowboys; they just underachieve. And this yeah. year, this year McCarthy's talking about he, he wants to run the ball more because that's how the NFL works in 2023. Apparently, and I hate Mike McCarthy. Like he's just a bad coach. I don't hate having Jones a little higher because I when, and we can talk about this a bit more when we get to the previews, but when it's week one, I really focus on coaching yeah. because these coaches have had months to prepare for this game. And, and we like their coach. Yeah, Day, Dayball, we think, is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And McCarthy, I would say. We talk about that often. <laughs> I'd say McCarthy's one of the worst. So <laughs> yeah. the Cowboys are a better team, for sure. They've got more talent, but 
would it really surprise me that much if Dayball is able to come up with a game plan to keep this one close or to even win this game uh, in New York? It wouldn't surprise me at all. So Daniel Jones ahead is 10th. I, I really do think the Cowboys have a good defense, which is why I put him a little further down. But yeah. wouldn't it all surprise me if Dayball is able to, to dial up some plays to get him in space and to just kind of let him do what we know he can do, which is that if, if he has open receivers, he can hit them. And and, uh, and uh, he also, you know, has that that running capability, which um, really worked out well for him last year. I, I, I could see that continuing. Yep. So, uh, okay, so uh, next is number nine. Uh, I have Goff at the Chiefs. Okay. Um, we, we talked about that. Uh, number 10, Niners. Purdy. Brock Purdy at Steelers. So I had him at 12. So um, I, I, I think that Purdy is going to have a good game. I was looking at his, I was, I was looking closely at his numbers. His passing numbers are pretty good. Yeah, he's, a, um, he's efficient. And he has really good weapons. Um, yes. I mean, talk about falling into a loaded situation. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, I do think that a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the time the ball is going to be out of his hands. Uh, I think you're going to see a heavy dose of... Uh, uh, of McCaffrey and um, Debo, uh, I, I think that. Um, but uh, a lot of people are really liking Brandon Ayuk this uh, this year. Yep. I am one of those people, so um, I think that uh, he does get uh, his numbers uh, against. I think that's a stout team, though that Steelers team. Now, whether Kenny Pickett is for real or not, I think is a completely different question. Um, he does have guys to throw to, and he has a good cast, but uh, that's where I put Purdy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a nice day. I mean, the Steelers' defense is really good. Yeah. Um, you, the 49ers do have elite weapons, and I, I think he's just kind of going to be the Kyle Shanahan game manager. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if, if he wins the game. I don't know if his numbers are going to be that great, but they don't have to be with that team. He can just kind of keep the ball out of harm's way and like you said quick quick and on time get the ball out yeah make your plays so yeah i I had him as 12 but that's more just because i don't really think they need him to do that much exactly what uh where do you got at 11 so well we had so i actually had matt stafford at nine okay so that's go ahead that that's more of just faith in mcveigh i mean you talk about coaching mcveigh is one of the best offensive coaches in the league and he's had months to come up with this game plan i I think the rams are awful and now cooper cup's not gonna play so (laughs) it it wouldn't surprise me if they can't move the ball at all and stafford ends up having the worst week of anybody in the nfl but i I kept him a little higher for now i I think that mcveigh and him are enough to at least move the ball a little bit versus a seahawks defense which i think is good but not great um, we'll see though. It wouldn't surprise me if he's awful too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have Stafford at 14. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be awful. Uh, uh, I think that the fact that, um, I, I might've had him a little bit higher than that if Cup was playing, but the fact that Cup's not going to be out there yeah. either, I, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't even play the whole game. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a bad situation. That Seahawks that Seahawks team, I think, is underrated, and they're rated you know near the top in the NFC. Um, I think that they're going to be a really good team. They've got a great secondary too. They have a great secondary. I think that is going to be a long day for Matt Stafford right. and the Rams. I could see it. All right, so I've kind of lost track, but I think we've gotten through my top. 
Oh, uh, we've gotten through my top 12. So. Yeah, so, okay, at 12, I have Bryce Young at the Falcons. I had him at 15. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, okay, this is going to be good. So, I like Bryce Young um, because, for one thing, I think that Carolina team is better than people think it is. Um, the second half of the year last year, they actually showed some real signs of life, some real spirit. I watched a few games. Uh, they were playing with real drive. And, you know, it, it, that was with a real hodgepodge of, uh, of personnel. Um, I think that, I think the pick of Bryce Young is going to energize that team. Um, it'll give it a focal point. I do not have a problem with Bryce Young as being a leader of that team. I think he is going to fill that spot really well. And I think he's got some people to, uh, to help him out. Um, I wouldn't actually be surprised if Adam Thielen actually has a pretty decent game. Uh, on Sunday. So um, I, I put him at uh, 12. Plus, they're playing at the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons are that good. Um, I put uh, him. I put them at 12, and then I, I put right next Desmond Ritter versus the Panthers. So. Yeah, I've got Ritter at 13, too. Um, tough to say with both those guys. The, the Panthers' preseason has been horrible for, from on the offensive side. And yeah. Again, it's preseason, so take it with a grain of salt, but I put Young at 15. I just think it's going to take some time down there. I, I'm not as high on the Panthers as other people are. And I know they upgraded at coach, I think. They upgraded at quarterback. Yeah. So, and and, and like you said, they, they finished strong. But I, I just have some questions about the skill position. I think losing more hurts them. But Now, granted, we are talking about the bottom of the NFC, which is really the bottom of the NFL. Yeah, the, the NFC is so, pretty bad. I'm just saying that I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. No, they're not. I agree. Um, and I think that these two teams are both bad. And so it's yeah. going to be bad at Team A versus bad Team B. Well, it's just it's always a coin flip in that division, too, and... As Bears fans, we we need Atlanta to win this week. Yeah, like, we would like Atlanta. to that, win That's this another week. thing that we just need to be prepared for all season. Is <laughs> we we have to pay attention to the Panthers. Right. Yeah. So I had I had Ritter at thirteen two. The la- my last couple we can get through these quick. I had Baker at fourteen, and then sixteen. I'm sure you'll agree is whoever whoever the Cardinals are going to start. So I. Uh, I don't know that the, the Cardinals have said that they're not announcing their starter because I'm sure that having <laughs> ha- having to prepare for both Clayton Toon and Josh Dobbs is really that's st- just striking fear into the hearts of the Commanders. <laughs> but yeah, they they stink. That 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 is really just really awful. So where did, <laughs> where did you where did you have Jordan Love? So um, I put Love at eleven. Okay, I had him at seven. Um, okay, so I put Love there. Um, I, I was thinking about maybe putting him a little bit higher. Um, I do think he's going to play decently. Um, he's got a pretty good cast around him, but I put him a little bit farther down because I think that uh, like uh, some of the other players we were talking about, especially Purdy, who I had listed right in front of him, um, they're not going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Yeah, uh, that that um, that Dylan uh, Dylan Jones Dylan Jones combination. Thank you. Uh, I think that's what we're going to see a heavy dose of. Um, and uh, I, I, I think maybe you see Love with like a touchdown, uh, you know, and maybe a pick, uh, something like that. You know, 
couple hundred yards, but I think mostly the ball is not going to be coming out of his hand a whole lot. Yeah, and this is a good transition into our Bears-Packers preview. Before we do that, do you want to just recap your, oh. list, recap your list? Just yeah, one through so uh, my list goes, uh, starting with one, Jalen Hurts, number two, Kirk Cousins, number three, Geno Smith, number four, Justin Fields, number five, Derek Carr, number six, Sam Howell, number seven, Dak Prescott, number eight, Daniel Jones, number nine, Jared Goff, number ten, Brock Purdy, number 11, Jordan Love, number 12, Bryce Young, number 13, Desmond Ritter, number 14, Matt Stafford, number 15, Baker Mayfield at the Vikings, who's going to be awful. If you have fantasy players for Vikings, play them all. And then number 16 is the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, so I had Hurts, Geno, Cousins, Goff, Dak, Fields, Love, Howell, Stafford, Jones, Carr, Purdy, Ritter, Baker, Bryce Young, Cardinals. (laughs) Cardinals. <laughs> wow, Bryce Young even behind yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think Baker's got uh, he's got a bit of juice, but I, I think he's going to have a, a long year. But anyway, Bears Packers. This is the moment we all been waiting for, right? So dun, dun, dun. I, I agree with with you that it, the Bears' run defense to me is going to determine this game. Yeah, because I think Lafleur is a really good coach, and I think that if he knows that. They can get four or five yards on the ground like teams were able to do last year against the Bears. They're just going to do that every time. Yep. And they're going to get you to third and short, third and one, third and two, and then they're either going to just run it again or they're going to let Love make just an easy two, three-yard pass. And I I think that if the Bears can't stop the run, it's going to be a really easy time for Jordan Love. And I agree with you. He could win the game without putting up huge numbers if the Packers can run it down the Bears' throats. So we're going to see if these additions of Billings and the draft, the two draft picks and the linebackers, if they make a difference in the run game. Because if the Bears' run defense is anything like it was last year, it's going to be really, really hard for them to get off the field. And this is a um, maybe a top 10 uh, offensive line, uh, at least a top 15 at least the top half of the league uh, yeah. offensive line. Um, it's going to be, uh, like you said, uh, shining bright spotlight right on uh, the center of the defense. Uh, I think that um, it, it's it's actually uh, going to be interesting to watch uh, for the Bears fans to see the difference between this year versus last year because obviously – they were pretty much the worst run defense in the NFL last year. Um, and uh, not only that, they were maybe the, one of the worst run defenses in the last decade. Yeah, it was, it was rough. And they were awful. The pass rush was awful, too. So that's another thing that's going to be a major area of focus. Because I think last year was the game where Rodgers came to town, and I don't think the Bears even hit him. Yep. And I'm, that's not a joke. And then he pointed it out. Yeah, like that's not a joke. They literally did not make contact they with him. They did not touch him at all. So that can't happen, obviously. <laughs> I, 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 I think that LaFleur is going to know that this is a tough spot for Love. It's his first game as the guy yep. he has played before, but this is the first time where he's going to be out there where the team has known that that's who it's going to be, right? And I, and I, and I would stick in there that... I actually think the pressure will be harder on love over overfield. Yeah, and they're on the road. Yeah. Like it's going to be a loud environment and Bears fans are going to be pumped up. I mean, this is the most excitement we've had around the Bears in a while. So Soldier Field's going to be rocking and 
it, it's going to be a tough spot for Love. So I, I think that they're going to prioritize trying to simplify their game plan. And if the Bears can't get into the backfield, then it's going to be a long day for the defense. But I, I do think the Bears have upgraded their defensive line. A couple of those additions are rookies. Yep. So they're going to take some time on the inside. But I think Ngakwe is a big deal. I think he's going to be able to get some pressure on Love. We'll see with Demarcus Walker. I mean, that that's somebody that they've talked up a lot, but we haven't seen him. So it's going to be our introduction to him. And then, yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, the big key for me is going to be first and second down. If you're giving up five yards on the ground on first down, that's not going to work because right. they're just going to pick you apart. So I don't know how much there else there really is to say about this game because we just don't know about love. We don't really know what the Bears' offense is going to look like. I think they are going to put up some points one way or another. Now, the hope is that they're putting up points methodically as opposed to Justin Fields running for his life and he turns some sort of uh, broken play into a 30-yard gain. But we'll see. I think the Bears will score. I think. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, it's great. But you hope for a little bit more of a... Constructed play. play. Yeah, that would be good. So we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm really pumped to watch it, but I, I don't know how much we know about either of these two teams right now. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks uh, surrounding both teams. Um, I, I do think that uh, I I really like uh, Fields going into the game simply because he's he knows how important this game is. Um, he realizes how big the rivalry is, um, and he has experience versus this team. Whereas Love has no experience this is against this team. Uh, he hasn't been in this environment before. He has just been sitting around for three seasons. So, and he's following two Hall of Fame players. There's no way that that's not sticking in his head. Um, so I, 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 I really think that the Bears offense uh, has a chance to shine. Uh, the main components of the Bears offense, I feel like Fields is very familiar with. That that being primarily going to uh, uh, Moore, Mooney, uh, Herbert, and Komet. Yeah. Uh, those are those are his primaries. And uh, you know how how we get Phil from some of the uh, some of those other guys will be nice. It will be interesting to watch because. Those other guys that we were seeing last year were guys like Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and as you said, the defense for the Bears is improved, period. Uh, you, they could have put you out there and it would have, <laughs> and it would have been improved. Yep. Uh, so, but when you're going from the bottom, it's not hard to make, a, make an improvement. But I certainly like the players that they've added on defense. I certainly feel that the front seven is better. I certainly think, feel that the front four is, uh, is, is, is going to be able to generate more pressure. We did get to see a little bit of that uh, during preseason. Um, and I also think that they'll be certainly more stout against the run. Uh, I like some of those big bodies that they got in there. Uh, you know, um, adding Dexter and Pickens. Uh, those guys are both pretty big guys. Uh, I, I think uh, I think just clogging the lane yeah. will will help some. any any form of resistance, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And yeah, um, it, it also, as you said, it's going to be a nice chance to see our linebacker, our new and improved linebacking core. 
uh, see how the vision takes place there with Edmonds because they still need a lot of that from him. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I'm interested to watch this defense. I mean, a lot of new parts. Yeah. And same kind of goes on the offense. I mean, just how they're going to spread the wealth with all the different skill position players. Because you didn't even bring up Bob Tanyan, who I think is going to be a big part of the passing game. I wouldn't actually be surprised if he finds... Revenge game! Yeah, I love it. I wouldn't be surprised if he finds his way into the end zone this week. Uh, if I had to make a bet on a player to score a touchdown, that that would be who it is. Nice! Um, and... Yeah, there's a lot of mouths to feed, I guess, on, on this offense. So we're going to see how that gets spread around. I It's going to be a fun game, hopefully. I, I think it'll be close. The, the point spread right now is right around to pick them. I think the Bears opened as two and a half favorites. I think now it's down to minus one. But that means people think it's going to be a close game. And I, I think that makes sense just without knowing what to expect from both offenses. I mean, it would be great if... The offense just comes out and scores 40 points. Yeah. But the Packers could do that, too, if, yeah. if Love's awesome. So we'll see. I, I think the big challenge for Chicago is going to be not to overreact too much to the game <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell you this. Social media is the, the takes that are going to be flying around after, yeah. the, after this one are, are going to be something. So I, I think really my only thought on it is I, I, have, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm just going to sit back, enjoy it, and try not to – be too nervous leading up to the game yeah the um you know you you pointed out that the the line is like you said maybe down to one now um but uh it's obvious i i to me it's obvious that this game is going to come down to like you said it's going to come down to the very end um i wouldn't be surprised if it's a field goal game um it's going to be a really really uh tough battle uh, it's major regime changes on for both teams. Yeah. Um, for once, we actually have the, uh, the 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 tilt towards our quarterback versus them. Um, you, you certainly, I, I think you have to give the uh, give the edge to Fields simply because he has more experience. Um, it, it's, it's specifically in this rivalry, uh, and that's one of the things that I think is going to be. Um, uh, playing a little bit with uh, love that it, while he's out there is uh, how big this uh, how big this rivalry is. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, it's a fresh start for both sides. Yeah, right. So I, I think that we'll, we'll just have to see who comes out on top. I mean, that's the only thing you can really say about it because I, I could see it going a number of different directions. There, there's very little that could happen in this game that would surprise me. I guess. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's a field goal either way, like you said. I wouldn't really be surprised if either side blows the other one out. I, I think both these offenses have really high ceilings, but also pretty low floors. Yeah. So we're just going to have to see what happens. And the other thing, too, especially with Love, is that if he has a bad game this week, it doesn't mean he's terrible. And if he has a great game, it doesn't mean he's great. Correct. It's going to take some time, I think, for both Love and Fields. To, At least a year. Yeah, for sure. You, you can't. You, it, NFL's a week-to-week league. It, it's built on overreactions. That's why it's so popular. But it's I, you're going to have to give both these guys some time, and that's if it goes great or if it goes poorly. So. Yeah. I, I like uh, I like the Bears though to win. I um, I, I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I, I think the I think they squeeze out a very close one. I, I love it. I, I hope so. I I. Think that the Packers are going to score, 
I think the Bears should too. And Bears are at home, and I just kind of like the defense a little bit more than last year. And this thing's always close, right? Mm-hmm. These games, no matter what, typically are close. Yep. So I, I think we've seen many times over the years where Rodgers leads the heroic comeback drive. I think that's going to happen. And it's just who's going to be the team that really makes the most plays in crunch time. It's not very good analysis because (laughs) you can say that about every game, but that's just how I feel about it. So I I, I don't know. I I don't have a pick even, really. I I think I I obviously hope it's the Bears, but I'm just going to let it play out and see what happens. All right. Uh, so be, uh, go around uh, the division quickly. Yeah. So the well, the other games um, we kind of reviewed them already a little bit. I, I think both of us would solidly go with the Vikings. Uh, that that team is uh, is terrible. Do you know what the line is on that game? I think the Vikings are six and a half point favorites. That's I, I would still take that. No, they're down to five and a half. Are they? So there's money coming in on Tampa. I don't really know why. <laughs> Maybe to cover the spread? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, don't think they cover the spread. So Tampa, if they win... Because like I said, Tampa's defense has some pieces. Yeah. I, I think they have enough on defense that they could maybe be a little feisty. And maybe if they can pick off Cousins a couple times. I mean, it's not the most unheard of thing in the world that Kirk Cousins would lose a game he should win. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, I, I think that... I, the path to the Bucks winning is if, if they can muck it up a little bit, move the ball on the ground. I don't even know who their running back is. But their problem is they just can't block anybody. So yeah. I, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Bucks at the Dome. I, if I had to bet it, I agree with you. I would take the Vikings. But I'm, I'm also not dying to take the Vikings with a big point spread. Yeah, I um, uh, for this game, um, I, I, I think it's two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I, I think that... This is the exact kind of game that uh, Cousins puts uh, puts big numbers out on, yeah. and I've got two words for you: Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the, he could win the game. All they need to do is they don't even need to play any of the other players. Just have Justin throw it to himself for the touchdown. <laughs> so um, you know, it's it, 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 it. I think that that mismatch is um, going to be as pronounced as last year. If maybe not uh, even more. Yeah, the, um, the Vikings started fast last year too. Remember they blew out Green Bay, right? So I, I mean, obviously that's a one-year sample size with. But O'Connell, it was a, be- but, a much better team than this Buccaneers team. Yeah, and I think th- there's a lot of people that are expecting the Vikings to take a step back, but this is one of those games where you kind of put a floor in. I guess like they're not so bad that they're going to lose at home to one of the worst teams in the league. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, if it, if it was, I would give the Bucks actually a little bit better chance if it was. Uh, down there, just because it was an outdoor game. Yeah, it's um, 100 degrees. <laughs> right. They just have to go there week two, by the way. Um, it, the Lions, uh, I think the, I think that's actually a fairly high-scoring game. Yeah, I could see it being a shootout for yeah. sure. Um, I think that the uh, Chiefs, um, man, I'll tell you, uh, I was watching some preseason uh, with the Chiefs and just watching how, ex- how excited uh, – the defense made a big play in the third quarter of a preseason game, and you should have seen how excited Mahomes got. Um, just, until just, that part of his game goes away where he's just kind of bored with playing football, uh, I don't care what anybody says. He's the best player in the NFL, and I think that uh, they win that game. Yeah, I have a really hard time seeing the Lions going into Arrowhead and winning. I, I just think Mahomes is the best, and... 
It wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs maybe start out a little slow. I think they're probably doing a championship celebration. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the, the Lions jumped out to like a 14-3 to lead or something. But, you know, I Ma- could see that. Ma- Mahomes, man, like just any game he's in, you expect them to come back and win. Well, uh, and, so uh, we're in a... Uh, we're in a fantasy league together, a guillotine league. Shout out to Paul Charchian. Uh, but um, uh, in our league, uh, there's 18 teams. First overall pick? Mahomes? No. Oh. Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I should know that. I'm the commissioner. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I wasn't Tra- paying attention. Travis Kelsey was the first overall pick, um, which awesome. to me, uh, the reason I point that out is because it shows... Uh, what kind of expectations are going to be had for that offense? That kid, that guy is going to be unstoppable again this year. Yeah, and the Lions' defense isn't that good, so I I, I think the Chiefs are going to score pretty easily in this game. Yeah. The Lions, I think, will score too, especially without Chris Jones. So I just think Mahomes versus Goff is such a mismatch, and that's not even a shot at Goff because. No. Mahomes is just better than everybody. He's just be- he's head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah. Like let's say for example, the Chiefs get the ball with two minutes left and they're down four. And, like is anybody thinking that Mahomes isn't going to drive down and win that game? No, you put a hundred dollars on it. Yeah, so walk away two times richer. Yeah, so I, I I I think the Lions probably have a pretty good showing. I mean, this is their Super Bowl. This is probably the biggest game the Lions have played since name a year like, <laughs> you know so so you know Campbell's gonna have them fired up you know that that's a, a, a team that's gonna have some tricks up their sleeve I wouldn't be surprised if they run a couple trick plays but man just Mahomes at home is about as close to unbeatable as it gets so I I think the Chiefs find a way to win the game I, I wouldn't necessarily bet them to cover the spread I think there are gonna be a lot of points scored but I, I think the Chiefs win Okay, so just uh, before we go, uh, we decided to add a new segment uh, to yeah. a, a new piece of the uh, of the bear scat puzzle, and uh, that's simply that we're going to do an elimination team each e- each week. Uh, yeah, probably so- most of you out there are, are familiar f- with that. Um, yeah, so it's a survivor pool. Um, it's a big one that I play in every year. If, if you want to play, shoot me a text or a DM. I'll send you the link. It's open to everybody. But I think last year, 500 teams wow. played in. And I, and I finished in the top 50, I think. Wow. I, I got knocked out by P.J. Walker beating Tom Brady. <laughs> but, yeah, so simple rules, right? You pick one team to win each week. If your team wins, you move on. Uh, if you lose, you're out. And once you pick a team, you can't pick them again. So that's Yep. So... Kind of my process is I, I typically just look at the biggest spreads, so I'll just go ahead and list off some of the ones I considered. So Chiefs, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Lions. Ravens, ten-point favorites against Houston. Jacksonville, four-and-a-half at the Colts. Minnesota, five-and-a-half. Commanders, seven. Seahawks, five. Those are probably the, mo- the most commonly picked ones. I, I wouldn't probably go with anybody smaller than that. So I, I think... Most people are going to pick the Ravens, and that makes perfect sense. I mean, the Ravens are at home against a rookie coach, a rookie quarterback. Ravens are supposed to be really good. Texans aren't. Yeah. Um, is, is it as simple as that, or anybody else stand out there? That- yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I, that one's a good one because um, even though the the Ravens are expected to be a strong team this year, so you might have some different spots. Um, 
you got to get through week one. And in elimination leagues, at my in my experience, like the first couple of games, like knock a whole lot. Of yeah, out. and that makes sense because people try to get cute, and yeah. it's also the time of the year where you, you know the least. Yeah, like we don't really know who's good and who's bad, so. I like the Ravens a lot. That that seems like kind of a gimme. Um, I mean, te- Eagles over Patriots is another good one. I, uh, I think the question here is, do you... But you kind of want to hold on to the Eagles. Like, do you consider picking Washington? Yeah. Because th- that this is probably the only spot you'd ever do it. Yeah. And, I mean, they should win. They're seven-point favorites against likely Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably... Because taking the Commanders, uh, like you said, in a tough conference, the NFC East is no joke. Yeah, um, This is one of the spots where it's like, that would be a good pick. I would take that over the Ravens versus Texas. So you want to do Washington. All right. and, and the reason is, is, is simply because, we, well, we talked about we like the quarterback in that game. We both really like the defense in that game. How the Cardinals are going to move the ball. Yeah. So, like, just read it. I, I, I normally don't like to go too far out just because the NFL is so tough to predict when you're talking about months down the road. But just the next couple games for Washington, you got at the Broncos versus the Bills, at the Eagles versus the Bears, but that's on Thursday night. Those games are always weird. At the Falcons, at the Giants. So I don't think you'd pick them in any of those. No. So this is kind of your shot. And like you said, I mean, you could save the Ravens. It's just, I mean... I think that Ravens team is going to be is going to be very solid. Uh, even without Lamar Jackson last year, they were still a very solid team. Yeah. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is going to ball out this year, uh, and uh, I think I, I think we could use them in a, in a different spot. Uh, like you said, taking that Commanders team is this is a if you're going to take them, this is a perfect time to it, take them. It, it kind of that. To me, it feels like the team that could just lose and knock out like half of the pool. Because <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people will pick them, but I, I don't hate it. Either. What do you think? I, I uh, man, I go both ways because I think the Ravens are about as safe of a pick as you're going to get. But in a league like this, where there's hundreds of people in it, it's going to go down to the end. So you know, though, um, which team do you think is worse? Because I gotta say. I think the Cardinals are worse than uh, than the Texans. Yeah, I agree. And also, the other thing with Washington, this is the first game with their new owner. I don't see anything good about the Cardinals. No, they're, they're awful. They're trying to lose. Yeah. And Washington, I mean, th- that's going to be a party there because it's the first game post-Snyder. Home field advantage is going to be good. The Texans at least have some excitement. I yeah. mean, they have D'Amico Ryans. They have C.J. Stroud. Oh, they yeah. have uh, Will Anderson. Yeah, the Cardinals are worse. All right, you talked me into it. Let's, I, I'm good with the, the commanders. <laughs> I mean, if we lose, we lose. But yeah. um, I, I certainly think that, um, you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, uh, here they have uh, the Ravens' 97% pick versus 3% for the Texans. And the Commanders, 87% picked versus 13% for the Cardinals. <laughs> Who was picking the Cardinals? I mean, I really, what what do they have? They're I, awful. I don't know. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is for week one. I think that's just, uh, it, it's the, the Commanders are a bit unknown too. I mean, Howell could go out and throw four interceptions. That's true. Th- that's, that's what. However, I'm, their receiving core is 
it, on paper, at least, it's one of the better. And they the can, they, and they should be able to run the ball. I mean, the Cardinals, what do they do besides lose? Yeah. So, <laughs> I just, if they had Kyler Murray, I, I think it would be at least a. Yeah. It would be more of a question. All right, you taught me into it. All right, the Commanders are a pick this week, so, so that's where we're going. Yeah, hit hit me up if you want to join this pool, listeners. I'll I'll shoot you the link. It's fifty bucks to enter. So, and that's it for this week. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, bear down, yeah. Packers suck. Yeah, enjoy the game. No matter what happens, try not to overreact too much. Don't break your TV. <laughs> don't, don't kick your dog. <laughs> Just, it's not the dog's fault. Yeah, it's it's only it's 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 only a football game. So have fun with it. Uh, yeah, bear down. I hope they win. Bear down.